everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 195, Yellowstone Backpacking Resources to Know. On this episode, we are recording live in the heart of our first and largest national park. We're diving right into the detailed conversation on the realities of exploring Yellowstone and the best resources that are available for backpackers. So get talking about this topic. Join in on discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash forward slash trust the trail podcast and start the conversation come hang out with us and be part of our community well it's good to be here in yellowstone national park we are in lamar valley so let me get this we are in lamar valley and uh which is in the northern section of yellowstone uh, we are uh, very close to, we're in what they call Slough Creek, uh, Slough Creek Trail, Slough Creek Campground. Um, we're in the entire national park. It is the best cell service. <laughs> it's one of the reasons why we are coming to you live from Slough Creek. You see a lot of vans parked uh, on this road with people working on their laptops in this area. But um, we saw wolves on the way in. We saw bison, a lot of wildlife. Lamar Valley, uh, I think, what would you say, Ariane, is probably one of the better areas of Yellowstone to see wildlife? Uh, it is by far the most vast area to see wildlife. It has probably the the largest concentration of the different types of wildlife that you're going to see. So you're going to be able to dip into uh, bear country, uh, pronghorn country. Uh, this is this is strict. The wolves own this territory, as do the bison. So it's a pretty incredible area of Yellowstone. It's the little nook and cranny of Yellowstone that is probably the least visited, but probably the most impactful uh, for what it what you get to experience out here. Yeah, and Yellowstone, uh, for people that uh, have never been to Yellowstone before and for people that, um, you know, are thinking about coming up, Yellowstone is is huge. It's vast. It's large. Um, it doesn't really, it's not that uncommon for it to take uh, five hours of driving time to get through the park. Um, and that's with all of the, the, the wildlife traffic that you're going to see, you know, bison, uh, some, you know, uh, who knows, who knows what it is. Um, it's usually people stopping in the middle of the road and watching wildlife. So, uh, to me, the biggest surprise so far in Yellowstone since we've been here is how big it is. Uh, it is vast. It is huge. It is epic. It is everything that you've seen on TV or in the movies or watch documentaries about. It is a gigantic place to drive through. And every part of Yellowstone is different. Uh, whether you're coming from the south, the northeast, the west, uh, it, 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 the, I think the landscape changes all the time. Um, and it, it's, I would say it's probably one of the most beautiful places um, as far as diverse landscape that uh, you can be in um, because it's ever-changing all the time. And th that's not even talking about all the geysers. 
that you drive through or the steam that you constantly see coming up from, you know, some of these geyser basins. I mean, it's absolutely a beautiful place. You know, Yellowstone has been on my bucket list for a lifetime, it feels like. And um, I knew it was a large national park. I knew this landscape was so vast and so incredibly um out of reach for the most part but until you come and experience it you can't really fathom how how incredibly large this national park is and it has blown me away uh not only the beauty it's just so raw out here the beauty is so raw and so untouchable it feels like even when you're backpacking in it even when you're up close and personal with Yellowstone itself, it just feels so inaccessible still because of the enormity of it. Um, and the reality for us, uh, probably the most alarming aspect of exploring Yellowstone is just how, how, how uh, <laughs> you just don't go anywhere in a quick manner here. No. And that has been one of the biggest realities that I've I've uh, experienced here is is just how long it takes you to get anywhere. Not only from a distance standpoint, because of how far uh, the different points of interest or different uh, areas of interest are from one another. Not only from a mileage standpoint, but how long it takes you to get from those points, because. From point A to point B, there's so much yeah. in between that's so unexpected. And it's that I've never seen this dense of wildlife uh, so accessible to the human eye um, just from your car. I've never experienced anything like that in any other national park, in any other... Uh, in any other forest, in any other wilderness area, um, as it is here in Yellowstone. And, and that alone takes forever to just get. So point A to point B, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about hours in between. Yeah. And it's, it's been, that has been the biggest, uh, uh, that's been the biggest, uh, uh, surprise in Yellowstone and, People say it. Don't expect to go very far, and you think, oh, it's because of bison jams, or it's because of uh, you know wildlife sightings. But it's 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 everything in between. Yeah, um, I think you're right. I mean, the biggest surprise is that um, how long it takes to get from one place to the other. And the th you know we were in the Grand Tetons, and you know we're driving back up to the north uh, east section of Yellowstone. Um, and it's only like maybe 130 miles. It took us literally eight hours <laughs> to drive that um, only because, you know, it, it's, it's not just the bison that are constantly crossing the road and they're not fast movers. Bison are not in any hurry to move. They don't care. They look at you and they're like, eh, get out of my way, you know, and... But it's also the other wildlife sightings, like if someone sees, you know, a grizzly or a black bear or elk or long or pronghorn sheep or moose. I mean, it's there's so much wildlife out here that there is a lot. I mean, people are constantly stopping and, and watching, which is really cool. Uh, you know, as we were coming up to do the uh, to camp out here in Slough Creek, 
we saw uh, a bunch of cars um, and there were wolves out there. So we got to see some wolves running around. Um, I would say this. If you come to Yellowstone, buy a good pair of binoculars because you're, you'll see wildlife, but you're not going to see it up close. Um, you're not going to be able to really enjoy the wildlife uh, with your naked eye. I mean, because they're so far away at times. Um, so we, we, we got a pair of binoculars and man, have they, they've come in handy big time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's made a world of difference. Um, uh, the other tips that we would uh, suggest for the, the, the first timer in Yellowstone um, is really understanding the lay of the land. Leave yourself ample amount of time for those of you who think you're going to come into Yellowstone and explore it within one or two days. It's just, it's not enough. You're going to be able to see it from your car only. You're going to be able to experience Yellowstone, um, in an indirect manner for sure. It's going to be very long days, but, uh, leaving yourself at least a week, uh, I think is minimum of being able to explore it because there are so many little nooks and crannies and hidden gems within this park that are worth the exploration off the beaten path. Um, and that you're not going to be able to do in just, uh, you know, a few days. No, it's too big. Uh, the park is just uh, too big. We've been trying to do the park in sections. So we do it at the east section, the south section, the west section. Of course, we drove through the west uh, side. So that was really our first experience with Yellowstone. Um, we drove through about seven o'clock in the morning and it was, it was beautiful. There was hardly anybody on the road. We got to pull the Airstream right through a little geyser basin. Um, and it was really, it was very, very exciting. So, um, but, um, I think if you want to really get the full impact of Yellowstone, you really do have to do it in sections. Um, and which is kind of cool because you get to camp and experience all the other different campgrounds also. Um, and each campground offers something completely different than the next. Right. So, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit on this this podcast about um, a, a perspective of a backpacker because uh, exploring Yellowstone as a tourist is one thing, but getting a lot more personal with the landscape um, and the vastness of what is out here for you to experience, uh, you know, getting away from the tourists, getting away from the road, even the wildlife is everywhere on the road. Um, getting to see it from a backpacker's perspective is, uh, beyond impactful. And so we wanted to kind of talk a little bit about, um, some of the backcountry trails that we have been able to experience and explore and, uh, uh, kind of what's left on the docket for us to explore as well. Uh, the best of the best highlights. And I know that that is very subjective. Um, and I know that uh, because of its vastness, because of Yellowstone's vastness, exploring the different sections are going to offer you completely different experiences. Um, there's no guarantee in any one realm that you're going to get to have the full gamut of what you want, whether it's all the wildlife sightings, um, you know, the perfect weather, uh, the, the best campsites, so on and so forth. And there are so many different trails out here. Um, but one of 
you know, one of the trails that we've really enjoyed doing because we are so close in Lamar Valley is Pebble Creek uh, Trail. And that is... And that's a really good trail to get to see the northern section. Uh, you explore both Montana and Wyoming within that one trail itself. Yep. And you have that northeastern portion of uh, just this wild terrain that's out here. And, and probably one of the least uh, backpacked areas within Yellowstone. Yeah, and the nice thing about the Pebble Creek Trail um, uh, is... Is the 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 ability to create kind of a, a a shuttle, a very 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 close shuttle system for you because uh, of of where the trail uh, starts and where the trail finishes. It actually finishes in uh, Pebble Creek Campground, um, and they do have parking available there. So uh, it's a 12 mile trail. It's 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 just probably an overnight trail. Uh, the campsites are, are absolutely beautiful. You have about four or five river crossings to do, um, but you can start, leave your car there, go up high ele elevation, but uh, and then it's all the way down uh, the rest of the way. So your first day, you're going to go up to about 10,000. You drop down, uh, camp, come out Pebble Creek, uh, campground, get in your car, and you're only driving a few miles back to your car. That is a really good blessing here in Yellowstone because <laughs> some of the other trails that are beautiful, you are going to, it, it could be a two to three hour drive um, to get from one end of the trailhead to the other, um, leaving your car. So um, it, it is kind of a tricky um, thing to plan as far as, you know, what trail you're going to do, what are you going to get the biggest impact out of? Um, you know, what's going to give you the best bang for the buck. Um, but I would say this, that there is no trail that's going to disappoint you. Not one. It's, it's just so beautiful and so vast. You're going to see wildlife. Um, you're going to, uh, be able to really, uh, um, get the Yellowstone experience. I would say, uh, no matter what trail you do, um, there's trails and you got to remember too, that Yellowstone national park is in the middle of a vast national forest mm -hmm. and it's surrounded by wilderness areas. So, you know, um, getting a permit or failing to get a permit for the day you want to hike or you want to go backpacking in Yellowstone National Park, please don't, uh, don't fret because there's so many trails out here that you can do that you don't need a permit for and that you don't really um, have to, um, you know, fight with the backcountry office, that you could just go. And it's all in and around the park. So, and, and, and by the way, wildlife doesn't really care that it's in the national park. They're all over the place, <laughs> you know. So um, if you don't see wildlife in the park, you'll probably see wildlife in the national forest mm -hmm. or in the Bridger Teton uh, wilderness area, uh, that national forest. So there's there's plenty of wildlife to go around, um, you know. Uh, so um, the, I think the most important thing is is that don't, don't be so obsessed about a backcountry permit in Yellowstone. And the, I would say this, too. The other thing is that there were so many cancellations all the time. Yeah. I mean, so um, get to the backcountry office early 
Um, I would almost count on someone canceling unless you have perfect weather. But we have seen so many cancellations since we've been here. We have never had a hard time getting a campground. Um, yep. We've gotten everything that we've pretty much wanted, and that has been at the last minute. Um, so, <laughs> including this, including campground. this campground, which is hard to get. Um, so, um, you uh, just got to go when it's pouring rain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but really, the, the 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 one thing that we've learned about the rain is the bison like to dance in the rain. So uh, we we see all the little baby calves um, and all the young bison just playing and having fun. Uh, they seem to like when it rains out here. So, um, and we, I tend to see more wildlife when it's cloudy and when it's rainy than when it's hot and sunny. So, um, you know, I think you have to kind of go a little bit against the grain to really uh, explore Yellowstone. Explore Yellowstone. Don't worry about the weather. Just go. Well, and th- and that's you know that's exactly right, especially for you know there's there's an incredibly uh, it, there's there's a well-rounded backpacking trail uh, down in the southern uh, boundary of Yellowstone, and it's the Snake River uh, Loop, and it's a Snake River Basin Creek Loop, I believe is what it's called. And it's about a 27, 28 mile loop that's going to give you not only um, the probably the densest bear uh population especially at this time in um in uh at the, at this time in 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 late um summer because all the berries are out um and they are just like gorging and they're starting to like beef up at this time uh in preparation for the winter months to be coming so uh so you've got that incredible trail but it also offers you and this was a question from one of our podcast uh listeners uh for hot springs and there are some very remote hot springs out there on off of the snake river um that you can access and enjoy um they are not as um probably uh popular as uh the boiling river hot springs which are are closed now due to covid uh restrictions but um so there are there are hot springs legitimate hot springs um that are are negotiable and are safe to partake in within Yellowstone National Park. And so that offers you the best of the best. And if you're looking for an off time to be able to secure permits for that area, because it is definitely a more popular option uh, for many, uh, you know, you are wanting to kind of the, the backcountry uh, permit system is unique as as every single national park offers something unique, I would say Yellowstone has really nailed their system down and you can get backcountry permits three days prior. And if you don't have uh, uh, the one that you necessarily want, you're going to get something very, very close to it um, that will offer you up most of everything that you're looking for. And all of these, uh, all of these, trails are accessible without permit use uh, for day use it's just you're securing your overnight um uh you're you're securing your overnight campsite because we are in bear country and that is a real threat out here and it is something that you need to be very hyper diligent about um and so 
uh, securing that campsite allows you to also secure a little bit more of a safety net for yourself in terms of dealing with bear overnight when they're, are, they're, they're most active. Um, so the permit process is incredible. And if you're looking for, um, you know, something to do overnight backpacking or overnight trails to do on your own, Yellowstone is an incredible national park to be able to do that because I have never seen a national park website as informative as Yellowstone um, is. And if you, a, a lot of people struggle, uh, we hear this all the time, is I struggle with finding all the information I need to know about how to to secure permits or what the, you know, the permit process looks like, or perhaps it's like everything I need to know. Yellowstone National Parks website is probably the most informative website I have ever been to where I have been able to click um, on their main page and gather everything I need to know, no questions remaining on the table. Um, and as a newbie looking to do a backpacking trail within, uh, you know, a national park, I think it is an incredible resource to be able to go to. Um, it, it takes all the guesswork out of the planning process for yep. somebody new. Yep. Um, and so, you know, if you go into there, they have a very extensive link-to-link uh, -link system on their national park website that is going to give you detailed site availability before you con contact the rangers. You know what's available. You know what's not available. You know where the bear boxes are. You know what your systems are for uh, bear country territory. You, uh, you, you know all the rules, all the regulations up front in a very short time. Yep. Yeah. And, and the other thing too, is that, you know, um, uh, again, the backpacking permit system, um, a lot of people come out here at the last minute and, uh, um, if you can't get your permits online, if it doesn't look like you're going to go, I would say come out anyway, um, and talk to a ranger. Uh, don't put off your trip to come out here. If you cannot get a backpacking permit online, um, there's just too, too many other trails out here that are going to offer a really beautiful experience. And you can always re, you can always come back and then try to do that trail again. Um, many, many of the backpackers that are out here that we've talked to have said that they got their backpacking permit that day mm -hmm. or the you know two or three days mm -hmm. prior. And most of them that we've heard um, did not go through the permit. Now, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying the ones that we've talked to have come out here in the last minute and have gone and they've been able to get what they wanted to get. So, um, you know, th there's way too many backpacking trails out here um, not to be able to go backpacking at pretty much any time that you want to. Um, definitely early spring um, and then, um, you know, probably right in the beginning of September, I would think is some of the best backpacking out here. The weather is just incredible uh, for backpacking right now. The nights are very cool, uh, other than today, but the nights are very cool. Um, and most of the time, the temperature never gets above 80 degrees. Sometimes it does. Mm -hmm. We're at about 7,300 feet right now. We're doing our podcast. We're at about 6,200 feet. Um, and we will definitely be bundled up in our sleeping bags tonight because it's, it's going to be chilly. But uh, for the most part, 
Um, Late gonna... August, early September, and you know the crowds are starting to dissipate. The wildlife is starting to become a lot more active, more in the valleys, uh, because they're coming down uh, because the the weather is beginning to become a lot cooler. You're probably going to fight a lot more moisture during this time period, uh, whether it's rain, whether it's um, uh, snow, spe specifically in September. Uh, but the benefit that you have to be uh, more interactive with the wildlife at a closer range is going to offer you offer you the benefit of maybe, you know, being so comfortable because, you know, you're in the middle of you know, you're the early August or whatever. So, so backpacking out in Yellowstone is one of the things that uh, you're going to have to take the bear safety very, very seriously. Um, you're not going to be able to eat or have dinner um, at your tent. You are going to have to follow uh, the bear safety guidelines that uh, Leave No Trace offers and Yellowstone National Park offers. Um, and that's eating at least 100 yards away from your campsite. You're going to have to learn or you're going to have to know how to hang a bear bag, both PCT style and regular style. Um, there are some places that offer bear boxes. Mm -hmm. um, all or the, bear poles. Or bear poles. Um, but you're going to you know, have to do your research on, on that alone. Um, some of the trails that we're going to do or that we've done, uh, they do not have bear poles. You're going to have to hang your bear bag. You're going to have to have a earth sack bear proof bag or a bear canister mm -hmm. um that's required in the park to go backpacking in um and uh i would not uh i would not take any suggestions as far as wildlife or bear safety for granted when you come out to yellowstone um i mean when when we're driving down the road and we see a cinnamon bear next to our van driving down the road and the bear doesn't care. Um, and that's on the main road. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely take, uh, you know, every precaution uh, when you come out to Yellowstone to make sure that you um, are safe. Now, the other thing I would say too, is that the question might come up, well, could I go backpacking by myself? Could I go solo in Yellowstone? I would say this, yes, you could. If you really had experience with, you know, uh, food safety, um, hanging your food bag, um, and uh, you know you'd 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 been in bear country before. Other than that, I'd probably go with uh, another hiker. There's always safety in numbers, and that's just because of the wildlife. You know, um, it's better to have four eyes instead of two out there because, I mean, I would say most of the time when we're driving around Yellowstone, we pass right by wildlife. Um, we just don't see it because they're camouflaged. I mean, they're, you know, there's brush out here. There's a lot of, it's thick forest. Um, and so, uh, you know, you just can't see everything all the time. Um, and so I'd probably come out with a hiking partner, um, you know, um, just to, to be able to double check all your gear and to double check everything is done, done correctly. I, I think that would be a, that'd probably be a, a wise decision. Yeah, and, and and perhaps also with somebody with uh you know some uh, some bear country experience, you know, you're talking about grizzly country, uh, you know, you had you had, you already mentioned it, like you you cannot take it for granted. I now, 
if you look at the statistics of injuries or encounters uh, with, uh, you know, backpackers or hikers on the trails, uh, the, the majority of the statistics are coming from, uh, you know, a human startling a bear or a human um, encountering or in between a bear, a mama bear and her two cubs. And they are extremely protective. They are you know, the grizzlies out here in particular, also the black bear, they're a lot more, they're a lot more protective of themselves and their land. And, and I, I don't think, not that they think about it like that, but they're just by nature, they are going to be more reactionary, um, up in this area. And because they have a lot of predators to deal with, you know, I mean, it's like, it, it's, you know, I mean, it's like every, uh, it's every person for themselves, including the humans. Um, and, and so, you know, it's, that's the Yellowstone is one of those places. Montana is one of those places. I would say Wyoming, Idaho, Montana, those, those states in particular are just one of those places where, um, practice spraying bear spray practice you know you don't want to learn how to use a bear spray canister when mama is coming after you or saying get away that's not the time to learn how to use bear spray so you know it's just i think if you do a lot of the the prep and planning you know everything's fine uh we we do not hear of any uh you know bear encounters uh out here in yellowstone uh, they we do hear about them in Montana, um, so but um, Yellowstone. If you do everything that the Rangers tell you to do, um, and you plan and prepare, then you know you're you're probably gonna have a great you know a great experience. Uh, and and I I would it's so beautiful out here. It is yeah. just absolutely so beautiful out here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have been floored by Yellowstone in such an incredible way. Um, I never imagined its beauty was as beautiful and raw as, as we're getting to witness it. And, um, uh, you know, I encourage everybody to get out here and explore it more than just, uh, more than just the tourist drive more than, uh, you know, more than, like get up close and personal with it, with whatever time that you do have out here. And, um, there's an incredible amount of resources out there for backpackers, uh, to be able to, um, to grab and, uh, be able to explore this, this beautiful country. It doesn't get much more wild than this with being protected by a national park system. Right. And I, I have just been just, just blown away by its beauty um, and very encouraged by how the national park takes uh, the safety of their visitors so serious. And, um, you know, we've been stopped by a park ranger. <laughs> um, you know, we've, we've had, we've seen encounter after encounter and we've seen them take their land so seriously. And it's so encouraging to see, um, there's a lot of effort put in this. They do call it the biggest, the largest, the best for a reason. Um, and it's just incredible land out here. Yeah. And, and, you know, and as far as like resources go, as far as, you know, backpacking goes, um, every single, uh, visitor center, um, has backpacking supplies. So if you fly into Cody, 
if you're if you're thinking about well where would i pick up some backpacking stuff or like msr fuel or food or you know where would i go in yellowstone to pick up supplies every visitor center has backpacking food they all have msr uh, fuel canisters they all have uh, bear protection bags all of them have backpacking um uh equipment you know you're not going to get backpacks you know you're not going to get you know tents um you know hyperlikes not out of here <laughs> but you know as far as fuel canisters and necessities that you may or may not be able to take on the on a plane or if you're traveling long distance um, that you want to pick up here they have it here that includes grand village um, that includes uh, all the major campgrounds that you go to, mm-hmm. um, even Cook City, where we're at, population 72 people. Um, even even Cook City, in their general store, has MSR mm-hmm. fuel canisters and bear spray. So um, don't you know you know when you come out here, you can count on uh, each area having. Uh, backcountry backpacking equipment or gear for you so you can come out here and do it. They have way too many people not to have that gear. Um, and, uh, you know, we've seen backpackers walk right through the middle of Cook City, um, coming off of uh, some of the trails out in the National Forest. So there's there's gear out here. So don't worry about gear when you get out to Yellowstone. Someone somewhere is going to have what you need as far as gear goes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to, I don't want you guys to go anywhere. We're going to end the recording of our podcast. Um, and so for our Facebook users, I'm going to walk outside. I'm going to show you around a little bit. So for our podcast listeners that are listening to audio, come to our Facebook group page. You can see a little bit about where we recorded our uh, show today. It stopped raining. So I'm going to get out and show you guys around. Um, so, uh, we just want to thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much to our, uh, Patreon, uh, users. We could not do this podcast without you. Thank you to our Facebook members. We wanted to come live to you, uh, for you guys today. Um, and just kind of do a, a show in Yellowstone. We really appreciate everybody listening. Uh, Yellowstone is a beautiful place. You guys, I mean, it is one of the most beautiful places we've ever backpacked in hiked in stayed in camped in um and uh i i encourage everybody at least one time in their life to come out and uh spend some time uh in it and uh and that's one of the things the trail does provide it does provide everything you need so trust the trail you guys